to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. It's out. The buck goes with You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, as always, Tyler, Jim. How's it going, fellas? What's going on? Not much. Not Lovely. much. Tyler's once again too busy on his phone right now to say hi. <laughs> Show that beautiful face. The one who makes us late every single week. Look, I can't help when my computer does its updates. We just were on a Zoom last night. And it decided today was the day. I'm telling you, you need to set an alarm every Thursday, six o'clock. That's when you turn on your computer. That <laughs> Dell from 1998. You know how many times I'm going to snooze that thing? <laughs> About eight, eight fifty. Because you're at the bar. No, I have not been to the bar in like two weeks. Really? Like on a weekday. That's amazing. I mean, does the Mexican restaurant count? Like where you add a bar at the restaurant, no. Mexican restaurant. Nope, in a booth. If you no, were like in the booth, times. it doesn't count then. No. Okay. Well, I haven't sat at a. No, I went to the bar on lunch break. Um, I mean, I can tell I it's been lie. a while because I mean, you're over here like this. Like, come on. I mean, I haven't, I haven't been to a bar in like two weeks, guys. <laughs> I know it's been terrible not drinking. <laughs> I was literally going through withdrawals right now. <laughs> I, I don't know how we had to cancel Starbucks on Wednesday because I was too hungover. How about that? How did you do on Tuesday? Just went to the bar. Decided you're going to get trashed on a Tuesday. <laughs> Basically. On a Tuesday. I mean, Bed what night. else are you supposed to do on a Tuesday? Yeah. Well, if you're Tyler, yeah, you point. go to bed at nine. So that way you can be up. For work. Yes, but I go to bed at night. I, I go upstairs and lay in bed at nine. I don't fall asleep till about midnight. That's what my grandma's just laying do. in bed for three hours. No, I'm watching TV. In bed? Yeah. There is something nice about that little quiet time you get. Well, it's not quiet time if you're watching TV. Yeah, but it's just me. Or I'm playing on my phone watching TikTok. <laughs> I usually need about 30 minutes of TikTok time before I go to bed. Really? Oh, easily. Yeah. Interesting. I was waiting to get trashed for having TikTok. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's one of the best apps ever made. My TikTok is dogs, food, and golf. For people watching, should North Shore 9 get on TikTok? Do we, do we want to see no. Jim and Tyler on TikTok? No. Definitely. No? no? Why not? <laughs> we can't even We're get views old. on Twitter. We're too old for TikTok. Bucko Mike demands you guys get on TikTok. 
Wouldn't that yeah, be great if it. Bucko Mike was just like all over TikTok? <laughs> that would, I would follow yeah. Bucko Mike on TikTok. Like no yeah, one knows but, who he really is. What if he's like the most prevalent like TikToker in the world? That's how it gets all. Bucko Mike, we'll get on. We'll get on TikTok if you cut the videos up and post them for us. Bucko Mike's actually been catfishing us this whole time. It's been Neil Huntington. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he's actually like in the fight. He's he's Bob Nutting. He's probably Dan Fox. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? What if that really was Bucko awesome. Mike? Yeah, Bucko Mike is Bob Nutting. And like that phone number I got, like it's just a complete burner, anyways. Like right. I think I have Bucko Mike's number. We're gonna find him. It's just it's just Bob Nutting's burner yeah. phone. Yeah. But what if Bucko Mike garbage can now? What if Bucko Mike is actually the Cardinal scout that took over his account and he lied about coming back? I remember that. That was funny. <laughs> I love you, Bucko Mike. Anyways, so I'm kind of upset right now. Not even the Buck. Before we get to the Buckos, I'm missing Kanye West's debut of his album. It's supposed to start at eight. You're welcome. And by the time like, we were streaming, it still hasn't started yet. So, I hate you guys right now. Just to put it out there. You shouldn't. You don't have to listen to Kanye West. Come on, man. Yeah. Kanye West is the GOAT. No, he's not. One of them. I know you're going to give me hell for it. No. I don't care. I don't care. I can I can legitimately say like I have absolutely zero interest in a Kanye West album being streamed. Is that what's happening? So he, it's his live, it's his listening. So it's, a, it's, the, it's the listening party, <laughs> right? Like when you have an album release, they have like a release party, right? It's being streamed on Apple Music, but this is how big Kanye West is. People go to, people go to football stadiums to have concerts. He's having his release party there. It's literally in the Mercedes Benz Stadium. That's stupid. No, I don't understand a word you just said. Good. That's dumb. That makes me know why it's good. If you're going to that, then you're dumb. I'm mad. I'm not there. Dumb. (laughs) That sounds absolutely horrible. You're literally going to go somewhere. You're going to go somewhere to watch a concert, but they're not actually doing a concert. They're just playing music. Like you're, the it's first, not, you're the first to hear it in the world. That's stupid. In it's so dumb. <laughs> Whatever. Give me a hate. Like it's not, I can I can see going to a movie to be the first to see it. Yeah. I mean, because that's actually like that that's what you're doing. <laughs> like, like you go to see a movie. I you mean, don't I can just like yeah. I mean I'm I'm sure it's way in. more than just listening to the album, right? Being played because it's Connie, but I I don't know because I'm not there to see it. So I have no idea. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. But it's okay. You're welcome. I'm here for you guys. Sounds like we're for doing you a favor. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, to those Pittsburgh Pirates then. Swept by the Diamondbacks. Cool stuff, guys. Cool, cool, cool. Swept by the Diamondbacks. There's still seven games ahead of the Diamondbacks. That's how bad Arizona has been. Um, the Pirates are really, really going to have to, if they want that number one overall pick, they're going to have a lot of work to do. Because right now, 
I don't know how it's going to happen. Seven games is a lot. Can we discuss that number one overall pick? Like, is that a true thing they should be reaching for? Like, like is that per se the goal right now? I don't think it's the goal, but like, I would it's, hope it's not the goal. If, if, you're, if you're gonna suck, like, I guess it's better to suck the most than like to suck the third most. Right. I mean. It's better to have your pick of whoever you want, right? As opposed to having to get the third pick. Yeah. Do you think that though it, it it's possible to have the number one pick? Because uh, uh, Jim, let's talk about your entire your entire point of your wins total, right? For this season was that they'd be good, you know, just hanging around like a sixty pace win right now at the trade deadline. They're going to be really, really, really bad thing is they're kind of pretty bad right now so they're probably going to get much worse and so talk to us like do you think you mentioned they're seven games back from the number one pick right now with the Diamondbacks do you think that they could end up actually with the number one pick right now this year I don't think they can catch Arizona seven games is a lot like the Pirates are basically they're at a 60 win pace right now so far um the Diamondbacks, to kind of go for reference here, let's see, they are at a 49. <laughs> the Diamondbacks are at a 49 and a half win pace. <laughs> like, if the Diamondbacks keep that up, there's no way the Pirates can catch them. Yeah, you're talking about 11 game difference right there. The, we could only win 13 more games the rest of the year. <laughs> Jim's like challenge. I'm sorry, Shelton's like challenge accepted. Yeah, so yeah. I don't. I don't think that's happening. Yeah, we, I think right now they're about, looking at like a four or five. They're probably looking at number three or four. Actually, three or four. we talked. We talked about the Pirates getting much worse after the trade deadline. Diamondbacks are going to do the same thing. They're going to get even. They're not getting better. Let's put it that way. I don't yeah, know if they can get worse. They're not getting better, but like if they trade Escobar, I guess that's a big piece of their team. I don't think they're moving Cattell Marte or anything. So yeah, I think they're pretty vocal. Like, I think I think I think Escobar is pretty much all they have, really. And I, I almost feel like that's where I I differ a little bit, Tyler. Like you say, they can't get any worse, but it's hard to be as bad as they are. You know what I mean? Like. To a degree, they probably could have the same team and play better just because it's so difficult to be a 49-win team. It's so bad that just by like the roll of the dice, they could actually be better and win a few more games, their, as they did with the Pirates. God only knows what their win total was looking like before that Pirate series. Yeah, they've won four in a row. They've won four in a row, and they're still only on a 49-win pace. <laughs> They were probably like a 42 win pace. Yeah, like ridiculous. But no, I, I don't know if the Pirates are going to be able to pass up Arizona or Baltimore. So they're going to be in a race with with the uh, the Rangers, I think, for that third pick. Rangers have lost nine in a row. There's some bad baseball being played right now. This is bad. <laughs> There's a lot of bad teams. Yeah, there the Pirates, like normal, Pirates, Pirates are fourth. Pirates are fourth right now. And if you watch them, you would think they're. This is probably the worst Pirates team we've well last year excluded because last year didn't count. 
we've seen since probably what 2008 like those john russell years yeah mm-hmm. like huntington's yeah. first year of just absolute dog shit yeah but i mean in comparison they win 60 games this is what we kind of prepared for i mean we we're already going into the uh-huh. season figuring that's that's what this team was going to be likely I just hope that like the 2013 years are way more accelerated. You know, like we're not looking five years away to get there, which I don't think they are. Yeah. So like 2010, those aren't middle. We lost 105. We lost 105 games. Okay, it was. Yeah. 2010 was the year I was thinking of. I think that was pretty much it. Oh wait, would have been Adam LaRoche and Xavier Nady and all those guys. Was Lasting's Millage on that team too? He he probably would have got there. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because that would have been Kutch's second year. Lasting's mm. Millage played uh, played fifty eight games for the two thousand eight Pirates. That was my boy. <laughs> I think everybody loves him. I love Lasting's. Just a weird player to love. He stunk. But honestly, like he was not that good. No. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's like yeah. I said, there's a lot of bad baseball teams, but the Pirates are bad. They're definitely going to get worse. And but I, I don't know if I look at this. Uh, I don't know if it's I'm rooting for like them to lose, in that sense to get it. It just like what happens happens. But I do think they had the top five like locked. It's 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 a lock. Which is good enough. They've had two number one picks in a row. They're going to get another top five pick next year. Like it's good enough. But again, like we've been talking, like there has to be improvement on this team. Has to be quick. Um, but let's talk about the Diamondback series because again, like it was just funny. They go and play the Mets. They have a very good seat series. Very entertaining. They win. Then they go into Arizona, and like. They forget how to play baseball again. Like the pitching is just terrible. No one can hit, except for Nagalski, of course, hits his first home run. But what happened? It's the Diamondbacks. They're a pathetic team. They just didn't play good baseball, like at all. Like they couldn't hit, they couldn't pitch. Um, I mean, that first game of the series, it was just kind of your typical chase to young start where he goes four innings and gives up four runs. Um, the bullpen pitched well, but uh, it was a very underwhelming series, really, for everybody involved. Reynolds hit. Um, Hayes looked like he was kind of waking up a bit, so I guess we're talking positives. Like Hayes was, was making loud contact, I feel like, every game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had at least two multi-hit games. Uh, during that series so that was good to see but yeah i mean outside brian reynolds it wasn't it wasn't great right <laughs> i think hayes no, even I, made an error right hayes made like a just a routine misplayed of ground ball went like right on un, right under his glove was that the arizona series was it i think it was okay i know what you're talking about i couldn't remember if it was arizona or if that was against the mets uh, that may have been against the Mets. Was it? I feel like it was like a first game against Arizona. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Could it be was crazy. Just, it was very out of character. No, it was. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't, bad I don't really know what to add about like, it's just two bad teams playing and one bad team was a little bit better on three days. Yeah. I guess you talk it up. It's, like it, it's baseball. <laughs> yeah. And that's the same thing. I chalk up the med series too. It's baseball though. If you play enough baseball games, you're going to have a few good ones. Right. Mm. I mean, it Austin helped that Davis like and- some crazy plays happen in the pirates favor for the Mets one though, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, that series was fun. Even whenever, you know, we lost, it was still a fun game. But yeah, what was Austin Davis and Clay Holmes gave up like eight runs in one inning to the Diamondbacks. I don't know how you do that, but they somehow figured it out. Yeah, it just wasn't it wasn't great. Cranick started and looked bad. He was getting rocked. Just not Can we yeah, discuss <laughs> Clay Holmes like I'm tired. I felt like all season, you know, I, I said some things and got some flack for it. But Clay Holmes is not good, right? Like, can we put that to bed? Like, Clay Holmes is not a good pitcher. He hasn't been. He isn't. And he won't be. Are we done with Clay Holmes finally? I mean, I think he was put to bed in 2019. <laughs> But that's well, an evergreen statement. There, right there. there was a little bit of like of a resurrection. I feel with with Clay Holmes, like when he was mid April, late April, or something. And no, Clay Holmes is good, and it's like no, he, he's he's bad. He's he's bad. He's not. He's bad. Okay. Yeah. So we're done with Clay Holmes. Stamp. I want right? Clay Holmes for. Thank God. Yeah, Been done with Clay Holmes for a long time. Clay Holmes is not even like he's like a young guy either. Like he's twenty eight years old. And he's pitched 118 innings in Major League Baseball. And like he's never been effective at all. <laughs> never it's ever, very bad. Ba- it's, it's very sad that he's pitched 118 innings, to be honest. Kind of tells you where the pirates are at. In this because he's been bullpen. bad. I mean, he's never had an ERA under five. Like he's not good. Every time he goes. Even whenever he gets results, it's like that didn't look good. No, he's not good at all. He doesn't hit spots. <laughs> Stuff's fine, I guess, but there are a bunch of guys with fine stuff. That's a yeah, thing. Like, I guess I mean, he you look at him, it's mold. like right. Like he's a 95, 96 mile an hour right handed pitcher with who throws a sinker, right? It's literally everybody can do that nowadays. Yeah. Welcome, Mike says Holmes is a poor man, Mike Lincoln. It's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Mike right. Lincoln. Mike Lincoln could not throw, didn't have nearly this stuff that Clay, Clay Holmes had. But, I mean, relative to his time, he might have. But but as we alluded to, as Tyler just said, that's a name you haven't heard in a long time. Who would be a guy that could remember that name? Cam Bonifay. Is, so is that who Buckle Mike is? <laughs> Cam Bonifay. <laughs> we found the burner. It's Cam Bonifay. Okay, I'll take that. It's, that's the real identity of Buckle Mike. We know it's an insider. It's someone who's been <laughs> with the Pirates organization. I like it. <laughs> so all of Cam Bonifay's uh, sources, or is it Dave? Dave Littlefield could be Dave Littlefield. Oh, he's busy. I see Dave Littlefield all the time. I was going to Not say, time, I don't, but I don't like, think Dave Littlefield would have the time because he's everywhere to, yeah, to put in the work everywhere. that Bucko Mike does. 
Um, nor do I feel like the styles is there at all. <laughs> Buckle Mike's too mean to be David Littlefield. <laughs> He's too mean to be <laughs> Buckle Mike. Can't that was a great <laughs> Buckle Mike. That was a great trade for Brian Giles. <laughs> Thanks, Buckle Mike. Um, we do have a question in the chat. I, I wanted to get to, uh, even though it kind of passed. But question is, if you have to tank for the number one pick, which we talked about here, the tanking, whatever. If you have to tank for the number one pick, do you want Clint Barmas or Kevin Newman at shortstop? Is that like an easy no-brainer? Like you just want Kevin Newman, right? I mean, how old is Clint Barmas now? Yeah, do we get like? <laughs> are we talking current Clint Barmas? And we're still kind of yeah, not sure. <laughs> I mean, Clint Barmas hasn't played Major League Baseball in six years. He's forty-two years old. I gotta think but... Kevin Newman's a probably better than him. Actually, I don't know. I think that's a tough call right now. Give me, if we're tanking, give me a 42-year-old out of baseball for six years, Clint Barmas. I'm still taking Kevin Newman. I'm afraid that, I'm afraid Clint Barmas might come on the scene and, you know, and hit it a 60 way to run credit plus and it screwed the tank because <laughs> he was, he was too good. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to take uh, Kevin Newman as well because we have a manager that's dumb enough to hit him lead off. I, I mean, heard. I think you can make an argument <laughs> for either side. Kevin Newman, they're they're very like career numbers, almost identical weighted runs created plus. Clint Barmas was definitely the better fielder. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how Clint Barmas has aged, you know. So that I guess that's the X factor here is you know, is is a is 42-year-old Clint Barmas a lot worse than 35-year-old Clint Barmas was. I don't know. Does it help that 32-year-old Clint Barmas looked like 42-year-old Clint Barmas? <laughs> Thirty-two-year-old, by the way, thirty-two-year-old Clint Barmas, best season of his career. Was that his Houston? Was that with year? the Astros? That was his Houston year. Two point seven wins above replacement. Yeah. What do you have? Season. Like a ninety-three WRC plus in that? Is that the year you had? Like, you're ridiculous. How do you just spew these off? <laughs> I don't know. It was, was right? it was 93. <laughs> okay. Jeez. I thought it was actually a good offer. I thought was, I, if I were to guess, I would have said 107 or something. I thought he actually had. Uh, it was like 93. Because he hit like 20 there. homers in Colorado, but had like a 77 or something weird. He did it. One year in Colorado, he had 23 homers and had a yeah. 79 weighted runs created plus. Sounds about right. WRC plus changes. So oh. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Homeless, homeless with an iPhone just joined. That's probably. Ah, we were talking TikTok. It's probably interesting. (laughs) Is that Buckle Mike's other burner? That's that's another burner. (laughs) That's that's actually Bob Nutting. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways. That answers that question. But I guess, yeah. So we'll get back to the Mets. I'm sorry, the Diamondback series. And, and right, Clay Holmes, not a we good pitcher. <laughs> but right, that Diamondback series was just terrible baseball. And like what stunk about it, Tyler, as you'll hear in the episode coming out, which by the way, let's talk about it. We do have a, a podcast coming out this Sunday. 
when um we you know we've had some guests on and such. We released it as like a Sunday podcast, but we've kind of rebranded the show. So it's WNS9 Plus. It'll be out this Sunday. What we're gonna do as well is we'll have the show streamed on YouTube directly after Sunday's game. Um, this time only on YouTube. So if you're watching us right now, you're probably watching us on Twitter, most likely, even though we do stream to YouTube and Twitch. But for the Sunday shows, they'll be just on YouTube. And subscribe, North Shore 9 on YouTube, Sunday, directly after the game. We'll have the link out there on Twitter and wherever. But directly after the game, you can watch it live with us. And then we'll have it on the podcast form as well. But yeah, as Tyler said... Oh, I forgot what I was going with this. Yeah, as Tyler said on that show, you know, the games were so late that he, you know, he didn't even get to watch them, which was like a good thing for him. And I feel like for you and I, Jim, the games are so late that there was so it's bad baseball, like you just regretted staying up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right. Um it, it there wasn't really anything exciting about the games at all. Um, especially after the weekend series against the Mets, like that was that was fun. Uh, this Diamondback series really not not fun in any way. One thing I will give this theme is I even if it's that late, I will watch it, but I'll watch it till like the Hayes or actually the Reynolds like second or third at bat, and that's when I get shut off. So at least there's something that I'm like, ah, let me just yeah, he's we're at eight in the order. Let's just stay up one more inning. It's like that Ralph Kiner effect in the fifties. Brian Reynolds is Ralph Kiner. <laughs> hey, we sucked with you. We'll suck without you. <laughs> you know, Ethan just commented. He said, good. NS9 was always a bad stat. It'll be better now that it's weighted for league and park factors. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. Hey, we're just trying to, you know, put everything on a level playing field so we so we can like really evaluate each episode. There you go. <laughs> We get hammered. We got the cores effect, you know. We get hammered on that stat. How many has your bush? Jeez, that's what brings it down. We'd be a hundred WNS nine plus, but Tyler with his shitty ass beer. But delicious beer. Thank you. No, it's terrible. You're just filled with bad takes, like absolutely awful takes. You be nice. Tell me that's a thirty pack too. Oh, it's only a twelver. So what are you going to do the rest of the night? I got to work in the morning. I mean, can't get too crazy. This is a 12-er. Can't get too crazy. God. Yeah. Sorry, Fred. So I guess, can we just put it to bed? Diamondback series was terrible. We can move forward. Yeah. Yeah, Great. let's do. So, <laughs> Diamondback series, nobody wants to talk about it, to be honest. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to hear about it. Like, it was Chase DeYoung, <laughs> Max Kranich, and Anderson pitched. Is that right? Uh, no. No. He pitched against he the, pitched the second game. Kranich, DeYoung, and... I can't remember. Who are we missing? Wasn't Prove it, No. Oh, uh, it was Anderson. Anderson pitched on. I was gonna say, yeah, he threw he what six, six and he gave up three. Yeah, six and three. So. Okay, all right, there you go. It's not an exactly exciting group. How about the Pittsburgh Pirates now go to what is somehow the best team in the major leagues? 
the San Francisco Giants. Right. How are they still like, I know they started off hot and we were like, okay, you know, this is cute and everything, but like, they're still holding off the Dodgers and the Padres. I don't understand on the Dodgers and they're the the best team in baseball. And it's not as if the Dodgers or the Padres are struggling. It's not like a scenario where they're just underperforming. They're playing great. Right. It's, it's amazing to see (laughs) like they're, uh, I mean, they're 60 and 35. They're going to co- go into this series winning seven out of their last 10. Brandon Crawford and Buster Posey are both having career years. Um, True. The rotation is terrible, but great. Like, it's crazy. Like, I, they got Ke- Kevin Gossman is, like, <laughs> legit. Like, because you could even make an argument here. Like, I know, like, Jacob DeGrom's on a whole other planet. But, like, at some point, you do have to penalize DeGrom a little bit for just being hurt a lot. Like, I mean, he's he's pitched, what, 15 games this year? So, I mean, he's missed some time. But, like, probably the next best pitcher in the National League year to date is Kevin Gossman, right? Correct. Um, it, which is crazy. Uh, he's got a 184 earned run average in 117 innings. And then right behind him is Anthony DeSclafani, who we're used to seeing him just shit the bed in Cincinnati year after year. And he's got a 2780 ERA in 113 innings. Like th- those top, those two guys are like legit one and two pitchers right now. Um, and then they kind of mix in, you know, Logan Webb, younger guy, having a good year. Alex Wood is having a good year. Cueto is doing fine. Like it's just a, it's a solid rotation. No one on that rotation has an ERA over. 4.01. Cueto's the worst one on the team. 4.01. I feel like this is like the fifth time with Alex Wood we've been like, all right, he's done. And then he bounces back and just has a good year. And then, mm-hmm. then he goes shit to bed the next year. Right. Gets paid nothing. Then bounces back. Has a great year. It's crazy somebody who, I mean, he's only 30 years old. You would think he's like 36 by this point. But 30 years old. He has seven years of service time and he's played on one, two, three, four, five different teams. Five. <laughs> like, like, well, if you count the Dodgers seconds, he was even with the Dodgers twice. So hmm. yeah, like he, the guy basically switches teams every year and he <laughs> alternates like between being good and bad and good and bad. Like, yeah, it's, it's insane, but this is a good year for him. He hasn't been good since 2018. Really? But he's he's back at it now. Yep. But and the thing is, like you talk about Degrom, and he's hurt again. Mm-hmm. Like Degrom might not win the Cy Young. Like it literally could be Kevin Gossman. And part of that too is you're talking here, Jim. Now you said the names, but before you got there, I would have bet, like anyone who's in this stream right now, right, or anyone listening to this podcast right now, if I were to ask you to name two starters. In this rotation, I don't know if anyone would have like been able to do it, you know. And if so, very, very, very few. Who even knows Kevin Gossman's playing there, right? Who knows Dave Scafani's there? Like, probably would have been Cueto, and and that's it. That's it. I guarantee. You know what I mean? Like, I bet you, so many people would not have even known two people on this rotation. And right, 
They're like Gossman's lights out right now. And you know what's funny is like how everybody's always like, what if the Pirates hadn't gotten rid of all these starting pitchers? This entire giant starting rotation like mm. used to be Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> <laughs> like every like yeah, Cueto, Cueto, <laughs> Wood, DeSclafani, Gossman, all ex-Reds. Four yeah. out of the five starting pitchers in this rotation are, are ex-Cincinnati Reds. That's funny. I just remember like everyone wasn't it the Phillies that offered him a qualifying offer Gossman and everyone just trashed him like three years ago. Cause he wasn't good. Was it, was it Philly? The, no, Orioles, it was, no, the Orioles, traded him. Orioles traded, him. traded him to Atlanta. And, I like, the, could be crazy. Deal. Then Atlanta traded him to the reds in a deadline deal. I could be crazy on it. Yeah. I don't think anybody did. Maybe Atlanta. No, I don't know. Maybe Atlanta did. And he took it. Just continue. Wait, no, that was this year. Yeah. No, right? I'm looking back in the day. It might not be good. Awesome. Oh, you might be somewhere right. Because he's he's on a one year, eighteen million dollar. That was this year. That was this year. The Braves offered. Him I know, oh, but I was. I'm thinking of someone else. Um, go go ahead and continue. The Braves. I say the Braves. He's making eighteen million dollars this year. I think I got mixed up because there was like a point where people wanted the Pirates to trade for Gossman for some reason, and that he was bad. That was, that was the, 20, the Archer. <laughs> that was yeah. twenty eighteen. Yeah, the Archer it was, year. It was like, hey, we could trade for Kevin Gossman, or we could <laughs> trade for Chris Archer, and they traded for Archer, which was how things could have changed. <laughs> yeah, not a good decision. No, let's move on. But yeah, like this <laughs> this rotation though, this Giants team, like they just like pieced this thing together. Logan Webb, I think, is the only one who I think Logan Webb is, Webb is homegrown. So you know they've got him, but the rest of them are just free agent signings who are like they're they're okay guys, but you wouldn't think that they would make up a probably the best rotation in Major League Baseball, maybe outside Milwaukee. And like I like that was to me like all by design. Like the Giants, they went out and said no one values right, no one values these older players anymore. And what we're going to do is we're going to scoop them all up. And look what is look what has happened. I, I mean, yeah. you got to hand it to them. When I was seeing all the signs, I'm sure a lot of people, which is why all of us are saying like, there's no way they're still this good. You know, you see the signings, you're like, what are they doing? What what what, what, so like, cool. what have the Giants been doing for so long? You know, we kind of yeah, questioned yeah. that for a while, and then they went and like doubled down, like you said, Jim. Like they're so old, they like doubled down and said, "We'll, we'll just continue being old. We'll sign all these yeah. other old guys that no one values." And here they are, like they're in first place, being the Dodgers and the Padres, like the young, fun Padres. You know, the big bad Dodgers, and it's like, oh, here's a bunch of cast off. Nobody literally wanted, especially the Reds. And we're going to just go out there and be better than all of you. Ha ha ha. I mean, and one for the record, I was thinking of Jeremy Hellickson. Uh, oh. Who was basically the same guy for a while. And to watch the Pirates just go light up the Giants because that's basically. Yeah, like, did he get a qualifying offer a few times? <laughs> Hellickson? He was terrible. Hellickson was good, though, for like a year or two. I'm gonna take us off on a Helix and tangent. <laughs> My bad. Get back to the Giants. And yeah, the let's, let's talk about Helix. 
But um, <laughs> but no, like to go back to the age thing, like looking at their offense, Brandon Belt, 33 years old. Darren Ruff. Do you remember Darren Ruff? <laughs> like, dude, still somehow in baseball. He's 34 years old and like crushing what? the ball. <laughs> 1.5 war, Darren Ruff. Yeah. A 153 weighted runs created plus. He's just mashing. He's a 555 slugging percentage. Evan Longoria, who I think is hurt right now. So he I don't I don't think he's playing anymore. But then there's like Yastremsky. You would think he's kind of young, but he's not. He's 30. Um Buster Posey 34, Brandon Crawford 34. So this whole team is made up of like 33 to 35 year old dudes. And they're and all let's also bring like up really good years. And I was going to say, I know he's not having the best year this year, but let's also bring up Donovan Solano, who just like was out of baseball for like four years, and like just yeah. popped up with the Giants. And like, oh, let me just go and try to get a batting title now. So, you know, this year it's not as good. But yeah, like there's another guy, Donovan Solano, yeah, who I think has like two more years of arbitration. He's like 38 years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's I mean, he's in three. Oh, he's in 270. But yeah, I mean, the last two years, he's been over 325. Like, where right. did that come from? And Evan Longoria somehow found the fountain of youth before he ripped up his shoulder. Yeah, Longoria was having a good year because mm-hmm. he's one of and those he was guys. Done. Where, yeah, he's one of those guys. Like, remember earlier in the season we did that episode where it was like, "Are these guys Hall of Famers or not?" You know, Longoria yeah. would be one of those guys where, like, if you looked at the first six to seven years of his career, you'd be like, "All right, this guy's looking pretty good." And then, really, once he went to San Francisco, just tailed off. Right? Oh yeah. The, where but if he had you know if he could put together maybe three or four more good years and you, you could build a case for him so he's 35 he was, yeah i don't know if he was like <laughs> on the verge of doing that because i mean he he had a really good start this year but yeah doesn't look like he's going to be able to to complete oh. that however the busted posey one like posey definitely is is back. Yeah. yeah for sure Posey's back yeah which hearts <laughs> off their own version of him pretty soon yes they will <laughs> Hopefully. Well, um, and what I want to say too is like the the dynamic of this with the Giants. We're talking about them, like seeing what they've done, right? They've pieced a lot of stuff together. I mean, isn't this something that the Pirates could potentially be doing in like the next few years, right? No. I mean, isn't this what we're kind of talking about? Like, I, can't no, they? I, no. I think what you maybe you're hoping is the Pirates are the Giants of ten years ago. <laughs> You know, in the next few years. Uh, okay, no, no, I, I know where you're mean, coming from, but you know, I mean, this I guess what I'm alluding to is like, like next yeah. year, like we're talking about next year, like we should see improvement, right? Yeah. Can't the Pirates sure. like go out this off season and piece some 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 trash together and be somewhat formidable this upcoming year? Now it's not going to be like, <laughs> it's not going to be like you know they're going to do this for the career. I mean, eventually this core is going to come up, like you're saying the Giants of ten years ago. Like eventually that's going to come, but can't they like prelude mm-hmm. that? To a Giants type team? No. No. Because the Giants paid a lot of money for that trash. Like Johnny Guido makes a lot of money. Evan Longoria <laughs> still makes a lot of money. So I mean, that, that already is happy. About, I think what you're talking more about is like, I mean, go out there and like you find someone on the scrap heap like Darren Ruff, right? Who's making probably a million dollars this year and just mm-hmm. he plays or in base and Alex Wood. outfield and just mashes. Right? right. And yeah. Or you find these pitchers who 
all of a sudden are having career years like Anthony DeSclafani and Alex Wood. Yeah, like those types of guys. I mean, DeSclafani making $6 million this year. Like that was a one Alex Wood's deal. making three. Like, yeah. So like, I think, I think you could totally go out and do that kind of stuff. Um, the, the problem is you may not have the supporting cast. I you probably do actually. I mean, if you look at like Posey and, and Crawford, what they're doing, Reynolds and Hayes could easily be doing that, you know? So, I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, I see where you're behind the dish. Uh, yeah. I see where you're coming from. I'm not coming here and saying like the best team in baseball, like, but I'm saying like, can't they take that approach? I mean, I'm sure these guys are still going to be very undervalued in that sense, like these older players. And of course, of course they have to hit, you know, if these guys weren't hitting the giants wouldn't be that good, but right. like, can't that be what 2022 kind of is for the pirates? Like they just kind of piece some of this stuff together, bring some guys in that are older, undervalued, go out there and, and perform and compete. And like then 2023 comes and that's when you're starting to see this core come up and whatnot. I would not hate yeah, that at no, all. I think, I think that could totally happen. I think the Giants too, and I haven't really heard a ton of rumors about it, but I think the Giants are a team that could be a perfect fit for Adam Frazier. If oh, we're talking yeah. like, like you know, trade trade possibilities there because like right now, you know, they're they're pretty much they're playing Solano at second. I mean, I'm sure they would love to upgrade that to somebody like Frazier. And then, like on top of it, like um, Crawford is one on the IL for an oblique strain. Yeah, so, so I think there's... I think the Giants could potentially be pretty good trade partners. They've got the farm system to be able to pull it off too. So I think maybe this could be like a uh, maybe. Maybe who knows? Maybe we go to San Francisco with Adam Frazier and he just stays there. Isn't the, the Giants Francisco farm system stage? absolutely terrible though? The what? Isn't their farm system bad it's or am i thinking of something it's not that bad no it's pretty good okay i might be crazy i'm just basing it off one tweet i saw earlier that i don't know if it was about them or not to be honest they're they're not bad at all but i mean we watch the rays do it every year where they just find these scrap value dudes that somehow break so why can't the buyers do that for one year true right but then they also trade guys, you gotta be smart you gotta be lucky like evan longoria who turn into a complete pumpkin the second they trade him uh-huh. chris archer <laughs> right like their timing i'm sorry i understand like we you don't want to see that for baseball it's not per se good for baseball in the team but like they hit so well i don't know what it is but their money like 98 percent of the time yeah, I mean, like you look at a guy like Yandy Diaz, though. He was a castaway in Cleveland, and he just goes to Tampa, and they find a way to make it work with him. But it would be absolutely miserable to be a fan of a team like the Rays. Right. I mean, you could. Well, yes and no. Yeah. It, well, they win, but like you could have. I, you I have get that. No zero attachment to any player. Like, don't I, get attached to anybody. I would <laughs> say it would so, be like, annoying. Coming from Pirates fan. I don't know if it would be terrible because it's probably not terrible to be winning. And it's probably not terrible that you're in the World Series last year, but it would be annoying. Get that. It would be annoying. Okay, maybe up until last year, that might have been like a satisfaction. But before that, it's like we're in the playoffs. Everyone I like, they trade. Do you want to see the same faces lose every year or would you want to see different faces (laughs) being in the playoffs every year? 
I mean, nobody watches the same faces for the race because they don't have any fans. <laughs> that too. Well, that's, like the biggest no race fans are Pirates fans. <laughs> What's that, Tyler? I see, I see more Pirates fans that are fans of the race than actual race fans. Yeah. It's like Pirates fans' second team. We have a t- I mean, just the whole situation though is terrible. They need a new stadium, like completely. I mean, yeah, it's just impossible to get to. It's so far right. just cut off from everybody. Right. Maybe the Raves was a bad example, it's but it's not worth the travel. Like the A's, on the other hand, who are like the AL version of them, or I guess they're both in the AL, but the not so good version of them who just churn, churn, churn in the Billy Bean years, mm-hmm. that would be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like A's, again, the, the A's basically make winning, the playoffs every year. Yeah. Then they yeah, kind of, I guess. They stall. It's like, again, it, like, like you get a superstar and it's like, like Josh Donaldson comes up and it's like three years later. All right, see you. And we get Jed Lowry. And then he rakes though. And you're like, well, damn, this sucked. <laughs> he, but... he actually sucked. Did he? It was just, uh, yeah. Or maybe I'm not thinking of Jed Lowry. I'm thinking of Brett Lowry. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, he sucked yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Brett that's Lowry a good one. was not good. I was like Jed was Jed Lowry dominant. had a pretty <laughs> uh-huh. pretty good year his first year there with Oakland, yeah, and then even yeah. after that, yeah. But no, uh, I I think uh, we could definitely see the Pirates do something where they piece together some veterans to add in with their core next year. To you could try to do something like what the Giants are doing right now. Like I, I don't again, I don't think anybody would expect that, but. You could easily put something together, spend a little bit of money. I'm not talking about spending a lot, but spend a little bit of money. Maybe get your payroll up to 60 or 65 million, 70 million. Like that's not, that's not, I'm not asking too much here. Um, well, like that's together, Alex Wood, $6 million, you know? Yeah. Put together a half competent team. Rough was a, what, 1.5, 2 million of that? Yeah. Like there's a 1.3. Yeah. Especially when you look at this rotation, though, like what's coming up next year? It's not like you're blocking anyone. No, no. Like, I don't want to watch Will Crow throw more baseballs. Will Crow, Chase DeYoung, I don't want to see them start a single game next year. I would prefer just, to not have to see that. Like, don't give me the Cahill versions. No, I like, just give me a little bit more. Not asking oh, much. Oh, yeah. A little bit more. I just feel, I mean, Cahill signed so late too, and like just needed arms and such. I, I'm, I don't want to see yeah. a Cahill next year either. Let's get back to that reclamation gotta, stuff. The bar's got to be a little bit higher. Tyler like Anderson, perfect An- one. Like, yeah, like do Tyler Anderson, like do like two or three mm-hmm. of those. <laughs> like, yeah, do that. Yeah, I'm with you. And then hopefully you've got Brubaker. And you can kind of piece together, you know, the rest of the rotation with Brubaker. Hopefully, Kella figures it out. Who knows what he's doing? He still doesn't look great, even in AAA. So, I, who knows? I, I say you just keep him down there for a while, you know, until he can prove that he can dominate. But, uh, yeah, hopefully, they can kind of piece together a rotation. Yahore, you know, would be back by then, hopefully, as long as he stays healthy here. Got some good looks. Looks like there's some good news with you, Hooray. I know we haven't really talked about him in a while, but yeah, throwing side sessions. So he's at least throwing. Um, so I would, it would be kind of cool to see him back on the mound maybe next month in August. 
I'm at the point where I'd be okay just shutting them down. Well, if he's throwing, I mean, if he's capable of doing it, like if he does, if he doesn't have any arm pain, then let him pitch. Right. Yeah, yes, I'd rather see him pitch than not. That's I'm just sure. being overly cautious. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to twenty because at this point, if he hasn't got the zipper, I just I want it to push off as far as possible. I hear you. He may have though, because he didn't pitch in 2017. I wonder if he got it in like 2016. I have to look that up. I don't think he did. I mean, he literally did not pitch in 2017. So. I just don't want it to be like a tie-on type deal where we wait and wait and wait and rehab and rehab and rehab. And then six months later, we finally decide, all right, we got to do it. Right. But I feel like this is different. It sounds He did have have Tommy John surgery. He did? Okay. Well, then it's done. It's out the way. Good job, Jim. He, he was yeah, to miss his entire 2017 season. Yeah. All right, good job, Jim. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, so yeah it definitely, definitely, definitely it. sounds he like he's coming back to the mound and, and pitching. Like, I don't think this is a Tyone cool situation where they're going to try and try, and then in September we're going to find out they're getting Tommy John. But again, fingers crossed. I don't know. Same thing with Contreras. Right. Yeah. I think he's the one that you really, really don't want anything to happen to. I would be more cautious with Contreras than Yohore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to make sure that you want you want to make sure he's feeling real good. But again, again, according to to Todd Tomzik, Contreras is feeling better, and I think they said he's throwing now too. Yeah. So, good news on yeah. both of it those. Seems very yeah. positive so far. Yeah. Which, Jim, to your statement, though, you said you'd rather be more cautious on Contreras. And I'm not, I mean, this maybe it's just odd that we're talking about this, but like, again, Yuri was like the piece in that deal. And Contreras was like the afterthought. And here we are seven months later, and, and you're like, well, let's, let's definitely be cautious with Contreras. But Yuri, just go out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Contreras at this point, I mean, you got to look at him as the stud he's a potential number two starter for you you know like going forward like if you're Mm -hmm. thinking about like what this rotation could look like down the road you're probably thinking okay priester number one Contreras number two like that's kind of what you're hoping for he's a dude that i think we talked about it last night when we asked mike but you could be looking at maybe your top prospect in 2023 like top one or two maybe top three I would hope by the 2023 he is here and arrived. Yeah. I mean, he's on the 40 man. So you got to think 40 man. He's using up an option this year, using up an option next year. He, his last year, he could even be in the minors. It's going to be 2023. So going into okay. 2023 is what I'm talking about. Okay. No, but I get that point. Okay. But also to the thing is, I'm honestly looking at him like to be a call up next year. Yep. I Which too. theoretically he might still end up being a prospect. I mean, it depends when the call up is. He could theoretically still be a prospect. But I I hope he's up here next year at some point. Well, like being on the 40 man roster too actually plays into that, right? You know, if you if you call Contreras up, you don't have to DFA somebody, you know. Whereas if you call up 
just somebody who needs, maybe you need a spot start or something like that. You know, you don't want to maybe DFA somebody just to call up somebody to make a spot start. Right. Whereas Contreras is already going to be on that 40 man. It actually makes him easier to, to make a debut than others. Right. Kind of like how the, the kind of like a Rodolfo Castro situation this year where, you know, even though he's in double a, since he's on the 40 man, it just makes sense to kind of use him as like one of those guys to, that you have to call up and send down and call up and send down just because you don't have to lose anybody. Right. Speaking of Rodolfo, is he the guy that takes over second base after Adam Frazier gets traded? That's a great so question. I was thinking about that today. That is a good question. Um, I think, I think you've got to, right? I don't think you can go Tucker. No, he, like, he's been given enough chances. Yeah, like just Defo is what Defo is. With, with I was, what I was he showed, gonna me, say like, Defo. That to me is like the only, and of course Defo's playing so well, but. I think we he talked about a, a little bit on the show too here mm-hmm. on one Sunday. I mean, Defoe could end up being a sweetener somewhere. Like Defoe could end up being traded. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Like that could that would of course help. Like if that's the, the case, I think Defoe's the only one standing in the way. I, I don't foresee Tucker. I think t- honestly, my point of view, Tucker's a complete afterthought. I don't, I don't think, think this new they're regime in any plans. really, really, really <laughs> think much of him. Yeah. He might actually get dealt at the deadline as well, just like a flip him and bring something else back and call it a day. I mean, I think Cole Tucker is one. Or, like, if you're talking about this roster crunch that's going to happen this offseason, yes. with all these role, with all these people who are mm-hmm. Rule Five eligible, I mean, Cole Tucker's forty man spot is definitely not stable going into this offseason. Yeah, he might. Yeah. But I, I'm just talking. In the future, very near future, we might deal them and clear up that spot a lot quicker. I mean, I'm just talking for some scrub in the Dominican League. I don't know. Or rookie ball. If that happens, you know, if if that's... Mm -hmm. I'll put it this way. However it happens, whether it's that or just saying see you later, I honestly don't feel Cole Tucker's a pirate on 2022. I, I mean, I would, I would give it like at this point, yeah, a sixty-five thirty-five. Cole Tucker not being a power compared to being a power next year. I think this whole regime is is over him in that sense. And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing too is the fact, like you're saying, Jim. There's a there's a huge roster crunch coming up, and it's only going to get worse because all these kids are, are coming up, and they're going to have to be on the forty man. They're going to have to get here. Like I, Cole Tucker to me, it, it's it's over. He can't. He hasn't proved it in Indy still. Mm-hmm. You know, how's yeah. he going to come up to the MLB? Bucko Mike does bring up a point. They did just sign D. Strange Gordon, so maybe he's the guy who just fills in a second base. I completely yeah. forgot about him. Yeah, I, right. Because you got to think, maybe Gordon probably doesn't sign <laughs> without that. Like the Pirates are probably like, hey, we're probably going to trade our starting second baseman, so that might open up a spot for you. Could I'm, he, I'm just throwing something out there. So Frazier's traded, right? Could D Strange Gordon be like that utility type because he plays outfield also, and this team needs outfielders. And I'm, I don't know what's going to happen, but there is potential, right? If that trade deadline comes and goes, and we can maybe talk to this too. What is Polanco's future here? 
I mean, if it's like if if to get Castro's bat into this lineup and stuff, like, are you willing to sacrifice Polanco? You know, for that, mm-hmm. I think it, I think that depends on what the front office thinks about Polanco outside of his baseball skills. I think it's highly. See, I think, which is why I think he might stick around. Yeah. yeah, I agree with I agree with you, Tyler. Like, I think the front office actually like I, I think Gray Ray Blanco is just like a good person to have on the team. <laughs> you know, like he's he's a good teammate, maybe. Um, so I I I would be surprised. Like before, you asked if you would ask me three months ago, is Polanco even going to be on this team in August? I may have said no, but I think Polanco rides out the rest of the year with the team especially if you get some like future call-ups that might be dominican i think it helps a good bit because he just seems like a good veteran to have around and there are enough guys on this team that suck that you can get rid of over Well, i mean tom number one absolutely but like to me tom's done (laughs) like he needs to be done too uh, but I don't know, man. Like, uh, um, they, they've um, made it split. almost this far now. Like, I don't, they, I wonder if they're just going to stick it out with them and just because he's the real fine thing. <laughs> like, at, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked though if the Pirates give him a minor Polanco a minor league deal next year just to bring in spring training. If he rides out this year, maybe I. I, I'm not gonna say I, I, would, I, guess I would doubt no, it, but I doubt it. I would, I would yeah. doubt it, but I wouldn't be as shocked as I would have been like coming into this year. Where it's like he's done at in June. I think I think or it's July when they trade him the more. Book. I mean, once again, this, this is a whole different yeah. regime. It's not as if they're tied to him. He's not good. Find someone else who has the potential that yeah can also be on the team. You know, like, yeah, like I, I get you about Polanco, and I do feel like he's a good clubhouse guy and a good teammate. He's just all around awesome dude or whatever. People seem to really like him, you know. So there is that part to it, but also in the same sense, there, there's a part of you have to have like you have to create some type of winning culture. You have to create something. You know, our whole thing like there was an absolute reason of keeping Polanco. It's because he is a lottery ticket. He's he's a guy who. Could turn it on and, and present, you know, twenty plus home run power. Become a trade chip. You, you lose some, you know, bit of that contract. You gain some of the return, but clearly that's not going to happen. Like that's done. There's no trade for Gregory Polanco this year. So, at what expense is it now to keep him? If he has some guys who might have earned some, you know, some of the play. I mean, Oliver. You know, I'm not saying he's great, but give him a shot. You know, there's Castro down there, you know, who can play second. Like, get a, give him a shot. Get him, like, get some of these guys up here. And if it's at the expense of Polanco, is the risk, like, is the reward of him being the good teammate outweigh having another teammate get some time at PNC Park and, and playing, having your eyes on him? I don't know. Yeah, and you could probably sign a veteran presence for relatively cheap. Like, at the end of the day, Polanco really wasn't here during the winning times. Other than fifteen, maybe like fourteen, he was here and not there. Right, good but point. For the most part, he's been around a lot of bad pirates teams. 
Yeah, there's been quite a few of them since Avatar. But he's handled it a lot better than our guy Jose Tavada, I feel like. I don't know much about the end of Tabata's time here, but yeah. I uh it, oh. it, it's gonna be sad to see Polanco go, but yeah, I, I agree. Like it's just time to move on. It's time to move on from him. Turn that page in the book. He's and, pretty much like that yeah, last page in the book. He is yeah, he, probably uh, that really last is. page. Yeah. He's like the last the, the last holdover. Him and Newman, I guess you could say Newman too. Hmm. I gotta think. Go to. I mean, maybe <laughs> Stallings, but not really. Nice Newman didn't really come up until 2018. I thought he was around earlier than that. I mean, there's still a lot of Neil Huntington guys here, but nice Adam Frazier, really. Yeah, I think I, Adam Frazier. I mean, he's the, gone. The, most tenure. Frazier. Well, I guess Polanco is probably the most. Yeah, Polanco was here then, 14, and then Frazier since 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's probably second most. Well, since we're talking about Frazier, there was a trade that happened today. <sighs> Just speaking of Tampa Bay again, <laughs> they they out they get their guy, right? They get Cruz from the Twins, power bat. I would say pretty solid return for the Twins. I mean, you're talking about a rental and Nelson Cruz. Um, he's having a fine, like he's having a really good season. Like the, the bats. Definitely there, but he's a DH. Shocker, yeah, shocker. The guy's a Tom Brady of baseball. Well, Tom Brady was—he just shows up. Also hit. good his early years. Yeah, but I mean, like he just shows up and hits forty bombs and yeah, probably naps in the clubhouse, right? But yeah, I mean, he's forty-one years old. He's still mashing. He's a DH though. It's his last year. He fetches a pretty solid return. So I'll, let's let's kind of just, of course, tie this into Adam Frazier. You know, we're still not sure what his trade value is, but does this make you feel a little more optimistic about what the return for Frazier can be? I know they're definitely different, two different players. I mean, Frazier's not a masher like him, but Frazier plays defense. You know, he plays a position, a premier position. Uh, he doesn't have the power, but all his total output offensively is just about as good as Cruz, if you're looking at WRC+. Plus. But his wars is well above and beyond. And he has one more year of control. So are you guys optimistic about this now, seeing that that's what Cruz got? It's going to be interesting to see what other people value Frazier at, you know, because, again, he, Nelson Cruz has a proven track record. Like, he is, he is who he is, right? I think there's still people with some question marks on who Adam Frazier really is. Uh, but again, like for the immediate time, right. Frazier's playing better than Cruz. He's got that additional year of control. And I guess we just saw Cruz bring back two 45 future value prospects. Right. Mm-hmm. So basically that's like saying, okay, if Cruz can bring back two 45 future value prospects, can Frazier bring back a 50 and a 45? Right. I think that's probably maybe what we're looking at right now. Um, I think the answer to that question is yes. Like I, I would think so. So let me ask you this as well in the same sense. Like I'm, I'm sure people, most people in Pittsburgh will probably mm-hmm. like to say and revolt, but <laughs> if the Pirates were to receive this package for Frazier, 
how would you have looked at it? Um, I would have been a little bit underwhelmed. I would okay. have wanted, I would have wanted maybe a little bit more upside than they got. Um, because I think if you look at this trade in particular, the two, the two prospects that they got are, you know, they're kind of older, higher former mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. than they are higher ceiling. So I, I would be disappointed with like this type. Like, if it, like if this was the return for Adam Frazier, I wouldn't really be all that happy about it. Um, I mean, these are two starting pitchers who are pretty much ready. They're pretty much major league ready. You know, with if they're not now, then they will be within a year. Um, and neither of which are going to be, you know, number ones or number twos or even number threes. You're probably looking at you know fourth and fifth starters here. Like, I mean, they're I don't know. Joe Ryan's kind of a dude. Have you looked at his numbers? Yeah. You think Joe Ryan's like good. top of rotation starter? I mean, the dude. No, but I'm staying. I, mean, I get that, but yeah, but we're also he hasn't been in the organization that long, really. Right. He was a 2018 pick, right? No. Yeah, and we missed a year. Yeah. But I mean, the dude has dealt, and knowing the Rays. He's probably going to be a top of the rotation starter. Then why I would be him? surprised at this point. <laughs> like, like he if he if he top of the rotation starters aren't in AAA at age twenty five. Sorry, they're not. I am with you though. I would be a little. I think the trade would be a little light for Frazier. You want a little more, but I think we need to get realistic with it and realize we're not getting. I'm going to go back to yesterday's episode where we talked about you're not getting two top 100 prospects. It's just not going to happen. No, absolutely not. You're going to be looking to get one. And I think that's what I'm looking for is like, if you look at a, you know, like someone who's got a 50 future value, right? They're, they may be in the top 100. They may be just outside of it. You know, right. one of the but others, they're close. somebody in that category who can be a top 100 prospect maybe in a year or two i think you know that's who they should be going after somebody like that and seeing if if, if Cruz can get two 45s back i think i think frazier can get you a 45 and a 50 and i absolutely i'm I am actually with you you don't want a 25 year old starting pitcher for adam frazier that's just not in the right window here yeah so and and so just kind of just put things out there, you know, Jim talking about like, and I, this is the thing too. And maybe that the question was like this return. Um, I, I'm kind of with you, like the age and stuff, but I guess the value of like this return, like the two forty fives, you know, so say like they're younger, but they're still two forty fives. Like, would you be comfortable like with that type of return for Adam Frazier? Yeah, I probably would. If they were okay. younger. So, but so now knowing we're calling them 45 based on fam graphs, I'm looking because they're graphs, yeah, MLB, because they're gonna give you okay, they're not even ranked, are they? No, not in MLB, no, No, I mean, like in the race top 30, I did not see them. Oh, yeah, oh, well, right now they slide in, or did I? They're like 13th and 14th in the race system, somewhere in there, and. I must have been looking at the wrong thing because I was looking at Pipeline and I did not see them. Pipeline, they slide into the twin system as 6 and 13. The twin system is as good as the Rays, but... 
Because I'm not gonna lie, I don't see them on pipelines. Top thirty for the race, or God, oh, for they, the race. God, I'm they, stupid. They might have already went I went full retard. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, my bad. Continue. But um, I'm ruining everything. <laughs> no, but like if we're let, let's if we're if we're playing trade talks here, right? If that's what we want to talk about here, and and I mentioned the Giants, right? As a as a suit yes. of, as a suitor, right? Like. Ideally, you're maybe looking at, like, if I'm looking at the Giants prospect list here, I would love to get somebody like Luis Matos and mm. Pyro Pomar- Pomaris, right? Like that that deal right there, I would, I would love. And so transitioning, right? Like we're talking about the Nelson one. If that's his value. You're like that kind of matches up with Frazier, you would think, you know. So, no, yeah. is that a top 100 prospect? No, actually, he isn't. Mottos right? is probably fringe, like, but but I'm saying he's not in air quotes, he's not in the hundred. So, people look at 100, and the thing is, like, people feel top 100 means a whole lot, but like the number 90 yeah. compared to like the number 140 probably isn't a whole lot right. of difference, right? So like you said, I just want to make sure he wasn't in the top 100 because I didn't think so. So you're looking at like a fringe guy, but like that's a like legit return. And that's what I was looking here too. Uh, that's a really legit return. Yeah, that could be Matos like and, your Pagero. Matos and yeah, Matos and Pomaris give me that all day, every day. And I think that right now that's what the like the Nelson Cruz trade is presenting. Like that's mm-hmm. that should be about the line of like a Fraser return would be. I, I would agree. So let's keep them in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I said I think they San looking at San Francisco system like they've got the pieces to make it happen. And you're looking at the Giants are probably going to go all in this year because they know that like this is their shot probably because like at some point they're not going to be able to keep this up because their guys are just going to get older. Um, so if I'm the Giants, I'm just going for it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like if you're the Giants, you gotta you gotta try your damnedest to win that division. Exactly. You gotta trust Luciano. And the thing is, too, right? Like these guys aren't like literally. What you talk about? They're not getting younger. Like this is your window. Yeah. This is your shot. Bucko yeah. um, Mike says he agrees on Jim's return. Sign it in blood. There we go. If Bucko Mike agrees with me, then we know it's good. Wow. Cam Boniface says, good job, Jim. <laughs> if that ends up being the trade, color me color me uh, very enthusiastic about it. <laughs> if it also ends up being the trade, you're taking over Just, Justin's spot on, on Pirates Twitter. He's done. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you're, crowned, you're crowned champ. You called it. Um, all right. So who's going to win the World Series this year? Tyler. That's a rude question to were, ask. If you were to bet money, who's winning the World Series this year? It's for Pirates. Because I like to lose money, so. Hmm. Oh, boy. That it. Hmm. 
So gonna, uh, I don't I don't see it being Giants, obviously. Like yeah. I think it's just all, it's all full school. We all talked about it. Nothing, huh? You know what I think happens? What? Just because I love a nice, you know, feel good story. I think the Houston Astros. <laughs> Houston Astros won it. America's team. So you're not taking the Dodgers, who are favorite right now with DraftKings? No, I think uh, I mean I, I may go across the river here and make a bet and put some money on the Astros. It's really not a bad bet, though. <laughs> you know what's awesome though? So actually, so it's funny. We're a Pittsburgh Pirates site. None of us live in Pennsylvania. It's legal to gamble in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's you guys don't live anywhere it's legal right well i can drive 10 minutes and it's legal okay i can drive 15 and it's legal all right yeah. well then i am so florida is actually up in their game florida i'm going to be able to the bet on sports here soon what's crazy is like When's florida um i don't know exactly but there's a whole yeah. thing in play so it's it's legal down here for casinos and all that um mm-hmm. Like Hard Rock and Tampa, all the Indian casinos, the, the reservations there, and they're opening up to them. Like they're allowing them to have sports betting, but I think it's like they're getting like two, don't quote, but I think two hundred eighty billion dollars over like the next thirty years or something from it. Jeez. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they're getting taxed a lot for allowing it, but it's just going to be them that's allowed. Like that's it's just them that's allowed to do it. But they have an online site, so I'm going to be able to bet soon. I'm excited. Because I feel like, how, how can Pennsylvania have sports betting and not Florida? Like you're allowed to do anything in Florida, <laughs> in Pennsylvania so you can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, we're close Florida, in Ohio. Wasn't Florida though? Like the main holdup though was like the reservations. Like wasn't mm-hmm. that the main holdup kind of the whole time? So like they mm-hmm. just had to like kind of make a deal with them. I know my state, Kentucky. We're probably screwed. I feel like we're going to be number fifty to, to, to make it happen. You're gonna be 51 because they're gonna have another just, state sometime before Kentucky. Right. Well, yeah, there'll be a new there'll be a new state by the time Kentucky allows it. But what the hell state's 10 minutes from me? It's gonna be New Kentucky. <laughs> it Indiana. It's not the side Jim's on. Okay, right, I didn't know where you yeah, were. Right across the river. Okay. Yeah. I can go to West Virginia and do it. Yeah. But um, no, I think the Astros. Astros are my call. There's a good team. <laughs> Oh, I forgot we were talking about this. Shit. I feel like it would just be I feel like it would be just super fun to watch everybody just like I feel like yeah. it was fun last year watching That would be Carlos a fun meltdown. Correa. Like watching Carlos Correa just like tell everybody that like just like screw you guys. Like that was fun. <laughs> I would love an Astros Dodgers World Series again and the Astros win again. I, I just don't. I mean, I th- there's definitely storylines there. There's definitely. I just want to. I want to stick with the Dodgers for some reason. I mean, they're good. I feel like the, I know. I feel like it's just like the regular, like really boring sports talk host pick. But nobody else is exciting. Like they still got dudes. Yeah. What's like there is that there are the. I know wild card game is going to be nuts. 
Yeah. We might get Dodgers Padres. Yeah. That will be must watch TV. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a five hour game. It's going to be Avengers Endgame on steroids. I need, I don't know. Like, I, again, I get the storylines, but I need the Padres to be in there or something. Like, I just need, I need something exciting. I need Tatis in there. It's a, it's a damn shame, you know, Juan Soto won't be in there because he's on the Nationals and they stink. But yeah, at least had his moment. I, I mean, the, the Padres Dodgers. aren't a bad pick, though. Like, they got arms to go for days. And have yep. you, like, how about them coming out and saying that they're willing to go over like the tax threshold? And we're talking about the Padres. Yeah. What what happened to the Padres? Where did they come from? They're like printing money. Everyone in MLB is like, we're poor. We need we need welfare. And the Padres are like, oh, let's just spend ten billion dollars. We'll just trade for all the well, players. The other thing too, like they've acquired these players, but like, guess what? Now that place is just like if you watch Padres games every night. That place is just like a zoo. Like it's packed every night. It's like a party in there. Like those fans love that team. So yeah, they're probably making quite a bit of money. <laughs> selling out that stadium. <laughs> selling out that stadium every night. I'm sure they're getting pretty good sponsorship deals because there's a lot of eyeballs on them. Yeah. I, it got it goes back to my whole thing. Like you can spend money and just expect that you're going to get more revenue. Like that's how it works. Spend more money. The other great part of people show up. <laughs> the other great part about picking the Padres is watching Joe Musgrove probably close out the Game Seven of the World Series and watch the Pirates Twitter go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Charlie actually, Morton all I'm over. Not maybe looking forward be. to that. Because I get to hear again about how all oh, the part. Did you know he played for the Pirates and they traded him and everyone leaves the Pirates? They end up playing so well. <laughs> He's gonna throw a no hitter in Game Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Padres do have arms that go for days. Yeah. Like they can match up with anyone. And even they like, just got to get through that wild card game. And like that AL East too is still. There's four teams in the AL East. Who no, there's not. There's three. Eliminate not, Cleveland. Not the Yankees. The what? The AL oh, East. Sorry, Central. No, it's not. Oh, my Blue, bad. Jays, Blue Jays. I'm screwing everything up tonight. Rays, they could all do it. Remove the Yankees. They're terrible. Yeah, they're. But if the Yankees make some deals and plug in the holes that they have, they could be right back <laughs> in it. I was preparing for myself mentally for like a Cleveland fight. Well, the AL Central's trash. So. AL Central's not good. Cleveland's probably going to sell off everything, which is going to make me so happy. I mean, they already kind of are. I, mean, yeah. door. I, want it, I want it all gone. I want to watch them suffer. <laughs> I mean, all they have left really is Bieber and Ramirez and I guess Plesak. I mean, he's young enough. Like, I don't mall. think they'd move Plesak, but you got to think Ramirez is like the next guy to go. Oh, this offseason for sure. He's done. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm semi like I'm semi shocked that it wasn't this <laughs> offseason, but 
That's that would be one. a move at this deadline that would make some shockwaves. I'm really surprised we haven't heard more Jose Ramirez talk. I am too, actually. I mean, the Indians are out of it. They're eight and a half games out of the division. They don't have a shot at the wild card. The most annoying and part is that the White Sox are going to win that division, and we're going to have to hear about how great Tony Lewis is. Oh, because he made his man retire and then come back. <laughs> and then oh, come back. we turned the team around. No, he didn't. <laughs> Dude, that team about a to man, get... He made a man retire. The team turned yeah, around because the team get... was good. Yeah, and it's they're about what to we're going to hear. Eloy and Robert are both coming back in the next like two weeks. Yeah, and they're going to yeah. get Adam Frazier. I just don't think the White Sox <laughs> legitimately have what it takes to get Adam Frazier. Their farm they do shot. They have Vaughn. They have what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> don't be cheap. Send Vaughn. Right. Yeah, I don't think the White Sox have what have what it takes to get a deal done. Like I, I know that like they're a good fit in that they could probably use them, but like I don't. Unless it's something I would not be seats. happy. Yeah, I wouldn't really be happy with like any sort of package that they could put together. I mean, you got to think probably the best that they could do, right? If you're realistic about it, because they're not trading Vaughn, Kopech, or Crochet, right? So you're thinking Jared Kelly, Jose Rodriguez. Those are probably the two main pieces of any kind of deal coming back. And like, you'd still need another guy. Maybe like Yolbert Sanchez or something. I don't know. But you would need another guy. And I just don't think they, I don't think they have what it takes to do it. I agree. Shall be interesting. I'm putting my money on the Padres. It's a decent pick. When I when I return to PNC this year, which might actually happen, maybe beginning of September. FYI for you guys, maybe something in the works. When I return, I'm going to the bets and I'm betting the Padres. I'm going to the bets. I'm going to the Rivers. Rivers bets. Going to Rivers. Rivers bets. Is that what it's called? The, the sports book is it called Rivers bets. I don't know. I think so. I'm going to the rivers and I'm putting money down on the Padres and I'm going to win a whole lot of money. <laughs> oh, I love throwback jokes. <laughs> That's my pick is the Padres. Maybe they need Adam Frazier actually, and Tyler Anderson. Listen, to actually, it's been so long since I've been to the casino that I still have my 2020 bets that I need to cash in. Hopefully they're still. Yeah. Oh my like, God. Well, I, I need to actually, I need to actually get my money back because they have, like, they were like futures bets and then half the season got canceled. So like I did a bunch of like over under win totals oh. for 2020 and they only played, they only played 60 games. So you need your refund. Yeah. And use that, that money to come to Pittsburgh in September. Yeah, there we go. Nice. Well, I'll say, go check out sportsbettingdime.com if you want to place your bet. They got FanDuel, DraftKings, FoxBet, BetMGM. I'm betting the Padres. Jim, 
You're betting the Astros? Astros all the way. What are you betting, Tyler? I'm going Dodgers. Jeez, you guys are lame. I know. I hate it. It's a great bet when you hate it, though. I would be good with Astros Padres. That would be fun. Would be an entertaining series. It would. Uh, but I almost feel like if it is Astros in there, I I kind of I guess would want the Dodgers because that's a that's a good storyline, like that. You know what would be cool though? What would be fun about Astros Padres is it would 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 it force Dodgers fans to have to root for the Padres? I mean, if not, then you're rooting for the Astros, <laughs> right? Like they they'd like have to become <laughs> Padres fans. That would be pretty funny. Oh, they would hate their lives. <laughs> it's 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 officially become LA Rams football season, right? <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about here? I am up way past my bedtime. Yeah, we know. Matt Fraser just hit a grand slam tonight. Another that is, he's, he's called up. Dude's on fire. He's called up. Call him up to Altoona. Yep, 17th. Man, Fraser can hit. Who would have thought? Tyler's boy today too. Mojica five for five tonight. Oh yeah, you love it. Things you love to see. Yep. We'll get way more into that at some other point, but there are thoughts there. Just on the philosophy of Sherrington of promoting people, he does seem very conservative. Oh, that's a song for another time. Well, yeah, it is. But I mean, at some point, like someone has to move because you can't have like a 30 man roster. Right. (laughs) You know what that is? That's an NS9 WRC plus, whatever we call it now. (laughs) WRC plus. (laughs) That's (laughs) WNS9 plus. (laughs) That's a mouthful. And if you want to know how big of a mouthful, I think I got the recording of Donardo not getting it right for four times in a row. Yeah, well, I eliminate that. But due to the <laughs> magic of editing, you only hear one intro. But yeah, so check it out this Sunday, WNS9 Plus. We have Mike Persack on. And uh, it was fun. It was a good time. So come listen. We'll talk some Adam Frazier. We'll talk some draft. Hopefully our boy Lonnie signs. <laughs> Still don't know yet. Still very unclear. But with that said, we're out of here. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Peace out, Scouts. See you later, guys.